0: Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Go to viore.com slash call it and discover the versatility of Viore clothing.
1: Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty
2: hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Welcome to another episode of In Soccer We Trust. Also, Jimmy Conrad's uh, favorite podcast now now that he's a, a special guest and i'm taking over the hosting duties, he's got a busy time uh right now out in north carolina jimmy first off let's start off at the top um you look clean, <laughs> shaven you look like maybe a jersey the jersey's a little too big for you like you've you've undergrown <laughs> you've outgrown you've undergrown into your jersey
0: uh, yeah I'm, I'm like i'm like an under 10 kid that uh got his jersey for the first time and it's like two sizes too big but uh my team here tst Conrad Beasley United won our first game in extra time, and it was super exciting. So, I apologize to everybody for for making us late. Uh, I know we have rosters to talk about and coaches to talk about, but uh, I'm That's busy over right. here winning games.
2: Right. I, I, I gotta say Jimmy you know we'll get into the roster uh and if you haven't already make sure you comment like subscribe of course and uh, download follow leave a five-star review because uh, Jimmy's taking his sweet time to to join us right now <laughs> and Jimmy I guess my uh my, my question for you is does it feel a little bit like you're playing again considering like you're kind of out of the loop of what's been happening outside of your world as a as a as a coach and player today you know like you, you we talk to a lot of current players and they are like they got no idea what's going on in the world you know outside I, of
0: their, I do their I, I definitely tapped into that I mean this this has been interesting because I, I told Bees, DeMarcus, uh, that I wasn't going to play. And then as you get closer and you start training, like eh, I think I can maybe do it. So, yeah, I'm running out. I could probably be the dad for a lot of these players. And, and uh, to be able to go toe-to-toe with that is, is pretty fun. And it, it taps back into the things that we miss the most about playing, Heath. You know, just the camaraderie and, and competing. Because we don't get to compete as much as we used to.
2: Yeah, I've always wanted one of these things where it's like, at a minimum, we win something. At a maximum, well, at a maximum, we win something. At a minimum, it's like a reu- reunion out yeah, there. Yeah, from what yeah. I'm hearing of all the uh, former national team guys. Well, let's get into the nation's let's league roster it. reaction, Jimmy. We've got the the roster out, and uh, for those who haven't seen it, um, it's a pretty interesting
0: roster. Four yeah, goalkeepers. Take us through. It. We'll take us through it, Heath. Uh, take yeah, us through. So it. We
2: got four f- four goalkeepers on this one. Drake Callender gets called in. Josh Cohen, Sean Johnson, Matt Turner. Obviously, uh, dealing with some. Uh, wait, wait.
0: Can we just do one position at a time? Like four goalkeepers? What's there has to be an explanation for that. But yeah, keep going. That's that's a we'll, lot of we'll goalkeepers. Get into that.
2: It's 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 injury concerns, obviously. Okay, uh, okay. Zach Steffen uh, being being a major one who just went through some sort of minor um, uh, setback. I saw a picture of him on social media today with a wrap around his leg. I'm not sure what mm-hmm. that. was. I didn't really look into it. And then right. and then also Ethan Horvath, same thing. Um, going through some injury issues. So bringing in four, probably the the uh, the ability to only need to bring in actually three to the game. But I would guess that they're probably pretty deep in, in the depth chart. Good for Matt Turner. Um, but moving on to the defensive line, Serginio Des, Chris Richards, Anthony Robinson, Miles Robinson, Joe Scalley, Austin trustee, and Walker Zimmerman. Uh, obviously, we'll, we'll talk about we'll talk about each of these defensive lines as we get to it. But just get get through the roster. Anybody's listening to this on audio. Midfielders: Johnny Cardozo, Luca De La Torre, Weston McKinney, Yunus Musa, Gio Reyna, Alan Sonora, and then up top: Brendan Aronson, our boy, Florian Bolligan, Yo, Carlo Pepe, and uh, Christian Pulisic, Timothee, and Alex and Um, So let's let's. Um, I, I guess Jimmy, real quick on goalkeepers, and we can move on from that. From what I understand, it seems to be um, uh, mostly about some injury concerns. Bringing in four goal- goalkeepers is weird because that takes away who you bring in elsewhere. Um, but uh, it's really an interesting one.
0: Yeah, it is. I, I'm. Surprise, I was surprised that Zach Steffen looked like he had some surgery. I don't know how significant it is, but I'm excited to see how it goes. Sorry for you hearing stuff. Clint Dempsey's trying to talk louder than me, <laughs> and uh, hopefully we get him on the show here in a second. <laughs> Great flex, really. Flex <laughs> no, you got to come over and say hi afterwards. But uh, no, Clint Dempsey, everybody, hey. who
1: needs Ambien? Just let Jimmy talk. <laughs> oh, easy, easy.
0: That's uncalled for, Clint Dempsey, everybody. But uh Jimmy. Yeah, taking shots, man. I'm just sitting here trying to talk about the roster. No, I'm, I mean, obviously disappointed. Want to learn more about what Zach's injury is. I think it is good for Matt Turner, like you mentioned. Dre Callender, going to continue to get some experience. Josh Cohen, you know, Maccabi Tel Aviv, uh, did well in the Champions League group stages not too long ago, and kind of cool to see his name in there. So we're kind of curious about that. Um, but I think Matt Turner is going to be the one that ultimately gets the start and probably gets the start in both games. What do you think? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I, I think the same thing, obviously. I think there's that safety in knowing you're probably going to go with your, your one guy. you got a backup in Sean Johnson that has some experience, and you get some vital experience for the, for the other guys uh, in, in case of an emergency. And Josh Cohen, I think, is a great shout. Um, for the defenders, though, no Mark McKenzie. Again, I, I understand that Mark McKenzie hasn't particularly played well in the national team when he gets his opportunities, but he's been good at the club level. Um, and we actually have a quote from B.J. Callahan who kind of went through some of the omissions and said, I had to call Mark McKen- McKenzie personally – and um, to tell him that he wasn't on the roster. I've known him since he was 12. It was a hard call, but he was professional about it. I have a pathway for him to continue with the U.S. national team. and no way is the door shut. He had an unbelievable... So I said, so what's... And he's going well, to... So, yeah,
0: sorry, I did mean, to interrupt your quote. But I, I, I think what's easy for BJ Callahan, and we, we will talk about that at some point. We just want to get to the roster first. I think it helps for him to say... Hey, we got a gold cup that you can play in. We're gonna we want to evaluate you over a full month. We expect you to be a leader in that one. So that I bet you that call is not too hard. Yeah, it's disappointing not to be with the quote unquote first group, but I think there's still a big opportunity and a fat path forward, like DJ was saying. So yeah, so I'm disappointed for McKenzie. I thought John Brooks maybe had a shout. Didn't he have a quote about John Brooks as well? Oh, we yeah, have that? a
2: quote about John Brooks as well. Uh, John Brooks is a guy with a long history with the national team we're consistently monitoring monitoring him he's always under consideration as long as he continues to put in good performances he'll always be in consideration that one feels a little bit more of a boilerplate of like this guy's not gonna yeah. thing happened. i have no idea what that was but considering his form um with the team playing in the bundesliga compared to a chris richards who has not played it's a it's a pretty big discrepancy between the two of those um uh, as an example of somebody not playing with somebody playing, if you wanted to use that as an argument for a call-up or not. Yeah, yeah. And yeah.
0: yeah, for sure. I think with regard to Miles, he was part of that first group in the Nations League back in March and wasn't part of the friendly uh, against Mexico in April. So I'm not surprised that he's in. No matter what his form is i just think they kind of see him as one of the first teamers uh with regard to brooks mckenzie being better form than walker uh, maybe walker would even agree to that maybe you know if he's being irrational but again he's another one that has a lot of experience has been in these situations before so i'm not surprised that he's in the team but i wonder who's going to be carried over for the gold cup roster it doesn't sound like based on the quote that john brooks is going to be the guy but um Chris Richards hasn't been playing a lot either. We could argue that McKenzie and Brooks have been looking sharper than Chris Richards at this point. Right. So it just kind of depends. Serginio death hasn't been playing at all. Right. So it kind of depends how, how, if you're going to set that standard, then it's gotta be, everybody's gotta be held to that same standard. And, yeah. uh, they, there are other guys in the, in the pool that have been called in that haven't been playing at all. And yeah. so that, that, uh, I look at that first before, you know, you start throwing darts at everybody, but, uh, but yeah, I'm I'm surprised that McKenzie in particular. I thought he really picked up his game, especially in the last few months. But I'm hopeful based on what BJ's yeah. quote was that he'll get called into the Gold Cup. But yeah, overall, I mean, I, I I think Scally mm-hmm. on one side. Uh, I like Trusty in there. I'm actually really excited to see Austin Trusty. Sorry, we went to uh, uh, Adam and and then uh, Life for Bryce says emissions are good means we have some real depth, which is uh, yeah. always a great problem to have. Yeah.
2: Oh, I totally agree. I think that's a great a great shout uh, depth wise, and 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 obviously. Uh, omissions are are part of it. Like you said, we want to get to a point where it's like, if you're not playing, you're not called in, but we just don't have that luxury. We've never had that luxury. But at the same time, you look at somebody like Mark McKenzie having a great season. Another one, Jesus Ferreira, who's also still scoring goals. Uh, The quote from him with BJ is, I spoke to Jesus Ferreira. He's having a great start to the season. I told him to continue scoring goals. I love that he's a captain. He's a guy we'll continue to watch as we build out our Gold Cup roster. Again, another shout towards the Gold Cup. I think the interesting thing with this is there is a balance as as we know, of players that need to move, players that need to be in their preseasons mm-hmm, to prove themselves, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the clubs they're staying at, a number of things mm-hmm. happening between the Gold Cup and the Nations League. Nations League is our closest thing to an A team, but you do mm-hmm. want to take a guy who's maybe fringe A or maybe a substitute in the A team and make sure you could get him six games in the Gold Cup. Yeah. Thank
0: you. Totally. No, no, no. I agree with that 100. percent. And I think Ferrer falls into that category for sure. Uh, Jordan Morris, what's up? Dude? Thank- Sorry, yeah. No, you're good. Just yeah. I, well, I hope you. I hope we see you in the final. I hope, so. I hope we see you in the final. And then, and then we'll see what happens for a million dollars. I don't think if we can be friends for like an hour. Ooh, we should do that. For, for those totally of you that thinking. are hearing Jimmy speak out right
2: now, he's talking to somebody in the background. Uh, Sorry, Clint Dempsey. Clint Dempsey. Uh, everybody. Clint Dempsey. Another, another, another humble brag for Jimmy. Another flex on the show. Uh, hoping to meet That's him. What in the I final do. Tournament. I'm
0: partnering yeah. with Demarcus and got Clint uh, over here. He his team won as well um, by a goal, so they're they're excited as well. Anyway, with regard okay. to to. Jesus Ferrer, the Jordan Morris's, uh, Paul Areola's, you know, I could see them in the gold cup. I wouldn't be surprised if they're there. And and to your point, like Ferrer just has has to continue to maintain and do well when he gets his opportunities. If you're coaching, you want to, and your your players are a little disgruntled or frustrated. They're not getting looks at the higher level of wherever they are. Mm -hmm. Then they have to, they have to be undeniable when they play. Like it's so goddamn obvious that they're in control. They're running the show. And the more that you see that on a consistent basis, a lot, it's it, then it's like, of course you're going to be with the first team. It it, it, it it makes perfect sense. And not to say they're not doing that at the MLS level, but but if they get in with the Gold Cup, they need to be the guy. And, yeah. and him being the captain, I think BJ mentioning that is interesting. Like him showing some leadership qualities is something that you need in the spine of your team. You need it up high, you need it in the middle of the field, you need it in the back, and of course you need it in your goalkeeper. So, so yeah, I mean, I, I think ferrer has got everything to gain. And, and uh, it looks like the Gold Cup will be... Where it happens, I'm actually really excited about the 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 guys in the front, the forwards: Aronson, Balogun, yeah. Taylor, Booth. I really want to see more of him. Uh, I, I'd love to see Balogun and Pepe playing together, just to see some combination play. I don't know if we will. Uh-huh. We got Pulisic, Wayans, and Dejas. I, I really like that one a lot. Cardoso, excited to see how he's doing. Obviously, he scored a couple big goals or had a big goal recently. Luca uh-huh. De La Torre, McKinney, Yunus Musa, Giorena. I like that he's being marked as a midfielder now, right? So now you're starting to think of him more centrally. Alan Senora. I don't know. Every time I see him, I'm not like we talk about players being undeniable. He has something to his game that I like, but I'm not seeing it consistently. So he'd be the one where like, um, I don't know, I could I could see somebody else coming in there instead.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I again, I think that there's these guys on, on the fringe that I think there's a penetration or an entry point for other players throughout the summer to prove something against, you know, your your. Alan Signora, he could prove himself in. You've got uh, Luca de la Torre, they could prove himself in, or even deeper into the squad. But you've got others coming in a Gold Cup that might be able to work their way into this this core group, which is interesting. Is there any other ones that that you think were omissions or or, or players that you're excited about uh, in terms of in terms of this game? Obviously, you play Mexico in a semifinal. It's a pretty massive one. Um, we've got all this turnover right now from you know. BJ Callahan stepping in who, who who we both know. Actually the, well, original, guy the <laughs> original guy I ran into in a coffee ran into a coffee shop. I know, um, that's your flex but, of the day. But but there is is there is there is there um is there anything else that you're excited about with this roster in terms of our ability to I mean keep the streak alive and compete with Mexico or beat Mexico yes. in this
0: game? Yes. I I know that you and Charlie have butted heads on this, but I, I it's Balogun time. I want to see him. I'm excited to see him. I'm excited to see what his energy is like, his enthusiasm to put on the red, white, and blue. So that is what stands out for me 1,000%. It's it's a Balogun show. I know it's against Mexico. I know there's a lot of things at stake. If he doesn't start, I understand your rationale as to why that would happen. And then now I want it to be the Balogun show uh, as a super sub, and I want to see him come on and do his thing. I mean, there's going to be so much hype around it. I hope that he... Matches that hype in some capacity because you know we, we do build up our players here and we do it's like an art form for us to build up our overhype our players. But I, I you know seeing uh, Taylor Booth, seeing Ricardo Pepe at the end of a of a season where he scored a bunch of goals. What about Josh know, Sargent, Jimmy?
2: What's what's the story with him? Is there is there? Uh, I maybe question. there was a, there was a quote. Maybe there was a quote that came out on on him as well. I'm not really sure. I haven't really had a chance to really look into everything right now. But he was one that a lot of people have continued – he's actually got a large U.S. fan base of people that really like his style of play and think mm-hmm, that he mm-hmm. should be continuously in consideration um, but isn't on this list.
0: Yeah, I, I wonder. I wonder who you would take out. I mean, Balogun obviously is going to get in there. I, I think Pepe had done enough to warrant consideration. Yeah. I think There's just got not enough something. room, right? There's just not – I mean, really, that's a good really thing isn't. for depth.
2: There's not enough – like if, if – you can't just – add without subtracting somebody.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think what's interesting now that I'm like like processing the midfielders again, there's no Tyler Adams. So, so this is a big opportunity for somebody else to step up and say, you know what, if he's out, you don't need to lean on Kellen Acosta anymore. Aiden Morris isn't ready yet. You know, whoever we've got rolling in the U twenties, Edelman, Daniel Edelman, you know, he's too young. I'm going to be that guy. And, And that's how I approach the national team. Like I knew I probably wasn't going to start over Eddie Pope and Ugu So I was like, I need to be the first choice if something happens over the Greg Berhalters, over the Corey Gibbs, over, you know, those types of guys, uh, and to be trusted in that way. And I think that's how like the Johnny Cardoso's of the world and Alan Seniors need to look at it. Like, okay, I might not be first choice now, but can I make sure that I'm so valuable in so many different ways that they won't drop me because of what I bring to the table and they can count on me and trust on me. Uh, in, in any situation. And that's how I approached it, and I'm, I'm hopeful that these guys are doing the same. But this is a big opportunity for one of somebody to step in that number six spot and claim it as their own. Well, again, I think the hard part is, is
2: that we don't have a natural six right now on that roster, right? Yeah. Kalen Acosta yeah. could have been the closest thing to it, but he's not even really a six good in, in, in certain scenarios, but not, a, not a six, I think at the starting standard of the national team. But I do think, and we'll get into the rosters as uh, we'll get into the starting lineups. Uh, so to speak, as we get closer to, to the match, but it could be Moose McKinney there. And then maybe you go with uh, an attacking player. That's not in that actual crop of midfielders that they listed to go and, 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 um, and roll out against Mexico. It's an offensive style of a lineup versus maybe another two-way midfielder added in there, Mm -hmm, but that's something mm -hmm, definitely in consideration, but hold your thought on that, Jimmy. We're going to take our first break of the show. When we come back, we're talking BJ Callahan, Anthony Hudson, departing U 20 world cup and lots of other things. So don't go anywhere.
0: Hey everyone. This is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former us men's national team player and the host of the call it what you want podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks by language It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time, just like me. And also just like me, it endeavors to inspire others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Fiore Gear is designed to look great in everyday life while also being perfect for any workout activity. I'm currently rocking the Men's Sunday Performance Jogger but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Again, go to viore.com sports and discover the versatility of Viore clothing.
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details hyundai there's joy in every journey
2: wow jimmy we're back already just a little quick oh, that one was there. amazing uh, amazing guess what uh jimmy in soccer we trust is more than a youtube first podcast it is a community now you can wrap that community know. with official in soccer we trust gear only found on the paramount shop Discover T-shirts, mugs, sweatpants, laser-engraved pint glasses. Jimmy, I know you like those hats, water them. bottles, and more to show your friends and family what is up. Right now, in Soccer We Trust, listeners will get 20 percent off their order when they use this podcast exclusive code: Soccer 20 during checkout. That's Soccer 20, and it's only available for our listeners. So head over to paramountshop.com/slash/collections/slash/in Soccer We Trust and shop. Now, Jimmy, you should be having that on. Like that should be the pullover, you know, like the tear. Yeah, I don't know if we make you know, the in soccer we I, trust tear away pants, but uh I'm legit wearing the jersey the I just
0: walked off the field with, dude. I'm like in yeah. full sweat. So so yeah, we, yeah no, sorry. We'll get you some
2: tear, we'll get you some tear away pants, you know. The, <laughs> I, the, the, with, with the, I don't think those are in the shop, but we'll I love we'll, that. we'll put in a request. Jimmy, I love moving that. I on love now that. from from the actual roster, and we're happy to go back to some of those things if you have any thoughts that kind of connect you back to the roster release. Overall, pretty happy with, with the release. Again, maybe not the, the peak roster we would want, um, but considering it's a multiple tournament summer or two tournament summer, there's a lot of things to manage. You're coming off long seasons, injuries, a lot of things that we don't know. Pretty happy about that. But a lot of change also happening right now. Anthony Hudson departs. BJ Callahan becomes the interim uh, for the interim. You know the assistant to the regional manager, um, and and we're talking about uh, BJ Callahan. You know, uh, obviously spent well, a lot let's of time tell us as about an your
0: let's, Well, yeah, you spent some time having I do, coffee with him. Listen, it's a conflict
2: of interest now. Uh, I can no longer reach out to him because he's in this position of power, the assistant's role, or to be much more social when you run well, into them in a, co- course, in a coffee shop, of course, like I did. But but give um, us
0: you can at least give us some context. Everybody that I know loves BJ Callahan, like loves him, mm-hmm. thinks he's a great guy thinks he, he knows the game inside and out. Uh, I don't know him as a communicator. Uh, I don't know, mm. you know, is he a guy that sometimes is a better assistant than he is as a head coach? I guess we're going to find out. He obviously knows he's taking this, in, taking this on as an interim. Uh, I can understand why Anthony Hudson wanted to leave. It was clear that he wasn't being considered. He got an opportunity mm. to, the, the reports are maybe somewhere in the Middle East. I don't know if you've heard anything more distinct than that. No. But he's got a strike when the iron's hot, right? So if he's getting some interest and people want him, he probably won't have as much later on, especially after a summer transfer window when teams are trying to look ahead and look to their upcoming season. So, mm-hmm. don't begrudge the guy at all. Um, but it must be interesting for the player pool to be like, wait, why is BJ texting me? Like, where's Anthony? Mm-hmm. And like, why? Where's Greg? Like, what happened yeah. with the, it? Just so it's always like one thing after another. Yeah, it seems, like it, it seems like I'm it seems like surrounded by never. by the athletic. Look at these talented bastards over here. What a guy! I appreciate you. All right, thank you.
2: Um, yeah, I, I think, you know, BJ is one that, like you said, has, has a great reputation. People love him. When I speak of his name again, when I, when I left the coffee shop, when I ran into him, it was just a casual conversation. He didn't know me. I didn't know him until we introduced ourselves. Right. I was just (laughs) making conversation. Um, and then it opened up and then, you know, he mentioned all the people that he knew and that he'd worked with and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, um, and I started to connect with those people say, I ran into him and everybody spoke highly of him. So in terms of like a reputation, um, you, you, I think people are transparent enough to know if they didn't like him, they'd be like, oh, cool, man. Tell him I said hi. But <laughs> instead, people are like, dude, that guy's awesome. He's great. He's yeah, you right. know. um On that side of thing, that doesn't always translate into being a, a head coaching role. And this this brings up the, the point that we'll get to with the U-20s with all this talk around like, what's going to be the MLS team that Mikey Varus gets after the U-20 World Cup? And and I, I say that because okay. uh, the romantic...
0: Hmm. Did we lose Heath Pierce, everybody? If Heath throws, I'm going to take over right now. Hey, look at me. So, so just to finish his thoughts, I kind of know where he's going. I mean, you have this opportunity as an interim coach to, like Anthony Hudson, he's, he's going to parlay that into an opportunity. There's no guarantee that if you're an assistant now or in the interim job that the, the, the future coach is going to take you on his staff. So you have to do what's best for you. I, I think there is something to be said, though, because when when you're a player and you're around an assistant coach that you adore – when he gets the opportunity, even coach you in practice, if it's 7v7 or whatever, you always kind of ramp up your energy to play for this particular assistant. And if he was the second assistant, that means he was probably really close to a lot of the players. He's having a lot of more, I would say, vulnerable conversations. I remember when I was with Bruce Serena on the national team, you had Bruce, you had Glenn Myernick, and I had Kurt Anolfo. And if you had something that was you kind of just wanted to get some some insight about maybe how Bruce was thinking. I wouldn't necessarily go to Mooch, Glenn Meyrnick. I would go to Kurt to maybe get a little bit more. And so you start to have a little bit more banter with that second assistant. And so when they get an opportunity to to, to coach and, and to be in charge, like your your energy and your enthusiasm ramps up because you, you don't want that person that you adore to fail. And so I wonder... How the players are going to approach that and and how they're like, oh, crap, BJ's our coach now, you know, so that's going to be really interesting. And and Heath is back. Great Heath to see you. But I was just giving some insight on on when a second assistant takes over, like how excited you Mm -hmm. are as a player to like really play well for him because you just you're so proud that he's getting this opportunity. You don't want to let him down in a way that's different than when you have like a proper head coach that's there who's, you know, he's got to make tough decisions. So he's not everybody's buddy. But the second assistant is everybody's buddy. So it's just a little bit different. Yeah, I think I think there's a good point in that. I think people feel more
2: comfortable, right? And feel like they have a, a relationship. A lot of times with head coaches, there's a little bit of that wall-up between both. You yeah, don't want to show right, your cards. Right, you're right. developing that and you don't, you know, kind of what they say and what they mean. There's always a little bit of that
0: that But you're still you still try to guess. gain some insight. And the second assistant yeah. always kind of they can give you yeah. a little bit like what yeah. Bruce or the Bob or whoever.
2: Yeah, a large role generally yeah. in that sort of traditional setup would be to give you a little bit of that insight, like what's the coach saying or what are they thinking or or, mm. or turn that into positive motivation for you when things are going wrong or or, or give you some constructive criticism um, to, to develop as a player. So it'll be interesting to see. I don't know how long yeah, will this – I mean, will obviously be. he's going to get two, two big tournaments and this is thrown into the fire. I think it's a huge opportunity for him. Um, do you think, Jimmy, that when they came to him with that, <laughs> It was a little bit of like a, uh, do, do I have to do, like, do I have to? Cause like, uh, <laughs> I mean, I know, sure? I know he's up for the task, but like, it's one of those things where it's like, it, 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 you're not given a whole lot of time to, to, yeah. to make this. And maybe there was things happening in the background for a while and he's been prepping for this, uh, for, sure. for a bit, but you know, it certainly seems like it came, it came fast and quick.
0: No. And I think too, you're trying to make a good first impression with, Fuller and Balogun, like, we want this guy to think, man, this is the place I want to be, not him coming in going, uh, I might have regretted this decision, you know, so I'm using that as an example, but but uh, I'm sure that they've had conversations, I'm sure that Matt Crocker, Oguchi Anyewu, right, I mean, that's his role, is to get in there and to kind of bridge that gap, give good communication, really let Balogun know. I'll use him as an example again to say, Hey, this is what the plan is right now. We're just working through that. We have to make sure that these certain candidates are available for, we can talk to them, but they've already shown some interest and you can kind of pave and lay the foundation for what's going to come. But yeah, we're going to be, uh, hanging out with BJ for, uh, you know, the summer and, and, uh, hopefully everybody's in a good mood and ready to get after it, but it's going to be interesting to see the kind of decisions he makes and, and, uh, what he chooses to do. And, and I wonder like, yeah. is he going to, Talk to Gooch about anything tactically. Like, who's he? Who, people are usually leaning on him to, like, hey, what do you? Can you confirm these ideas for me? Now he's going to turn around, yeah. and be like, I don't have any. But there's nobody else over to my shoulder outside of the goalkeeper coach. Does it or the, does it or feel the physical therapist?
2: Yeah. Does it feel a little bit like maybe? Do you think Anthony Hudson left on great terms? I mean, he's leaving before this massive tournament. I could get between Nations League and Gold Cup, but like, to just, I mean, what's the opportunity that hasn't been announced that he has to leave so quickly for that you couldn't like be like, I'm, let me get through these two games that are like. U.S.'s biggest games of the year right now?
0: That's a great question. I think that with time, that will come out. Um, Mm -hmm. But in the moment, I get the sense, or this is pure speculation, but I get the sense that he probably got told that we're actually not considering you for the job Mm -hmm. and was probably very active in like, okay, I'm going to tell my agent or whoever that I'm going to go find something. And when something came, he probably weighed, do I want to stick around or do I just want to go? Do I want to just get after it right away? So... I think he probably needed maybe to get out of the, the hot seat in some capacity and okay. really just start look forward to the, the other opportunity. You know, he doesn't owe us anything. So, you know, I appreciate uh, what he did and, and uh, it seemed like the players like playing for him. But uh, onwards and upwards we go and hopefully BJ can can steady the ship until uh, we get to the full time manager.
2: Right. And three games, right? Two wins, one draw. Uh, got commitment mm-hmm. from, from Baligan while he was in there. And obviously that's a group effort. It's not just one guy who's just like, you know, convinced somebody to, to make that type of, of type of decision. But do you think um, obviously BJ's role, do you think there was any contingencies on his future? Or is it just like, this is the next thing for him? Because <laughs> timing wise, same thing. If you're, if you're Hudson, you got to be thinking about like, well, if I'm not here and summer's coming, like, I need to be thinking about what's what's best for me next, because you go and hire a coach and I'm out come say, call it August. Um, I'm in a tough spot.
0: Yeah, that'll be interesting because if you go get somebody...
2: Do you think it's a tryout for him no, for BJ? Mm-mm. Or like a head coaching no, role? No. Or, not, no, no, not for the national team, but for a head coaching role somewhere or his uh, next role somewhere.
0: Oh, that's possible. I think this is a good time to be in the shop window and to, if he's ever been in interviews and didn't get them, if he can showcase that he's capable of managing the national team in two significant mm-hmm. tournaments this summer, I think you start to look at him a little bit different. And so, yeah, it's a good opportunity for him to say, I can be the top guy, I can be the leader, I can manage a whole bunch of egos, I can make good tactical changes and make subs at the right times, you know, or I can make tweaks at halftime that that show that the mm-hmm. team's playing better. Yeah, there's a huge opportunity and, and uh, hopefully one that he doesn't pass up. So. I'm excited for him. Like I said, I've heard nothing but great things. And uh, for him to finally get this moment, even though it was, you know, the the baton's been passed a couple times before he got it. You know, it's, it's, uh, you and I both got opportunities with the national team because of injuries. Like if Eddie Pope hadn't got injured, Danny Califf, didn't get injured, or all these other guys that I was competing with didn't have some kind of knock. Then I don't know if I would have found myself having the same opportunities. And when they come, you have to take them. And, and I think right. that uh, I did that in particular, uh, and so obviously very proud of that. <laughs> My flag. Well, the day. <laughs> I, I, I think you know to move on from just th-
2: this this th- the most upcoming, which is the most pressing. Two big friendlies announced um, for for the fall. Which again, when we when when I think about like the series of games that Greg Berhalter had. Through the pandemic and things like that, it was tough to get good opponents, right? Pandemic, uh, just uh, schedules and things like that. We've now got U.S. versus Germany on October 14th. Mm -hmm, And then mm -hmm. on October 17th, we're taking on Ghana, which I think for a new coach is a great opportunity to challenge ourselves, knowing we've got Gold Cup now, then we'll have Copa America and, you know, this string of, of, of games, we're going to have to really test ourselves in the friendly windows that we get over the next few years to kind of see where we're at, you know, um, kind of like. And so this is a huge opportunity.
0: No, huge. I love both of these opponents. Initially, when I saw it, I think the conversation for us more often than not is, wouldn't it be cool if we played this in Germany? Wouldn't this be cool if we played this in Ghana? Mm-hmm. Because that environment is hard for us to replicate here in the States. Now, that said, the Copa America in 24, or even these summer games... Uh, You know, everything's in the States. 24, Copa America, in the States. Uh, 25, Gold Cup, or whenever the next Gold Cup is after that, in the States. World Cup in 26, in the States. So I guess we don't need to go chase it uh, and and try to get those away games. But there is something that I think you learn about your team when you suffer. And not to say that we won't suffer against these opponents. They're obviously fantastic opponents in this window in October. But when you go away from home, I think you just learn. You know it too, Heath, right? When you go away from home, you have to lean on each other in ways that you, you, like I said, you can't replicate always mm-hmm. here when we play stateside. So I, I think we might miss a little bit of an opportunity there, but so much better than some of the other opponents we, we seem to get. Um, and so Germany and Ghana, obviously, two teams that we've played in the World Cup before, um, will, be, will be a lot of fun and I think a great experience for our guys.
2: Yeah, it's a great shout. Um, I guess, you know, finally for me, does this, looking at this Nations League roster, do you think that's the team that beats Mexico? Do you think that's the best team we have available? Again, I don't want to nitpick each kind of player uh, of, of what could be different, but do you think we're putting out our? our I guess did the, the, the roster surprise you a little bit in terms of some names? Um, well, we I think about I think omissions and things like that, but it, yeah, ultimately it's, it's, it comes down. Omissions are generally French players; they're not going to be your your like starting eleven, best eleven that goes out and beats Mexico.
0: I would say that my. Big surprise was Zach Steffen being hurt. I didn't even realize that was an issue. That's on the goalkeeper side. I was surprised not to see a, a Mark McKenzie or a John Brooks, you know, either one of those, uh, given that Serginho Dest hasn't played a lot, Chris Richards hasn't played a lot. Um, so, so having Miles and Walker in, I, I thought maybe they would use those guys for the Gold Cup. I thought Austin Trusty would be a Gold Cup pick because uh, seeing him, over a month, over six games, I thought would be important. It was kind of the coming out party for Miles Robinson the last time around. I thought Austin Trusty could maybe slot into that. Not to say he wouldn't be a carryover. Midfielders, I'm, I'm still a little bit surprised by Senora, but clearly there's a method to the madness. So hopefully BJ will be able yeah. to explain it for us uh, moving forward. I think a big opportunity as i said before to somebody step into that six and really be the backup to tyler adams and then i love the forwards i mean i now we have a plethora of options that's uh, from the movie three amigos plethora and uh, that really dates me i shouldn't have said that but i will say that um how we utilize balligan i think is going to be really important who we partner him with whether with wingers or a second striker and where we try to get him the ball we're very with heavy right we like to get our balls the balls out wide to our wingers And when they cut in, then we have our wing backs bomb forward and try to be part of the attack. It doesn't allow a Balogun or a Pepe or any of our number nines to touch the balls probably as much as they'd like. So how do we figure that out? And then obviously we didn't talk about this, but Gio Reyna being listed as a midfielder means that we might see him a little bit more central. So you could have a McKinney, Musa, and Reyna midfield, which is something we've been clamoring for when Tyler's not available. So we'll see if that happens and we'll see what that looks like. And what does Gio look like when he's playing with Balogun? I mean, there's so many now fun combinations that I want to see get unlocked and why not against our biggest rivals in Mexico? That'll be a lot of fun. I love that. Well, I'm going to
2: hold you onto that one because we're going to take our second and final break of the show. Jimmy, when we come back, we're talking about uh, u 20 world cup. We got some roundup of news around the world pertaining to our U S men's national team. So stay right there.
1: Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step. The reason building a business is tough. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, TaylorBrands.com slash CBS Sports. That's T A I L O R B R A N D S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands.
2: Welcome back to In Soccer We Trust. Uh, obviously, Heath Pierce with Jimmy Conrad. Jimmy Conrad in North Carolina right now, playing his way to a million dollars, which he's going to give to all of us, including the fans. Every <laughs> single dollar is being donated back to the people that have supported him all this time, including myself. So we're excited about that. Uh, Jimmy, did you get a chance to to, to see much of uh, uh, the US's win, U uh, twenty win over uh, New Zealand?
0: Yeah, I got to see some of the highlights. Uh, I didn't. I didn't watch all of the game but um I got portions of it and then I ultimately saw the goals and yeah, we, we got some players that got some sauce I, you know I, yeah. I everybody knows that you listen regularly that I'm a Diego Luna stand. so anytime that he he kind of shows his quality it mm. always makes me wonder why Real Salt Lake doesn't play him more but then I realize that Pablo Mastriani who I love and adore coaches Salt Lake and uh, Diego Luna isn't just it. That's just not no. his type of player, you know. He's so not,
2: he's not the fight, fight, fight until the end kind of guy. He's a, he's a no. specialist, right? But you got to ride with he's him. Jim. I mean, the reason re- that, that's a really to. great shout because I did I I did the Seattle Sounders San Jose game uh, yesterday, and obviously Cade Cowell. Uh, you know, part of that was that Lucci having a belief in a young player like that who's not going to have a good game every game, right? And we're seeing the benefits of three years of somebody cons- uh, our club consistently investing in him and his development. You know, consistent minutes maybe not always a starter, but always being top of mind to develop. And we're seeing that come to life now in terms of his next steps, right? He can go left. He can go right now, right? He used to only be able to drive inside. Now he's going left more. He's more decisive. He's making the game more predictable. His finishing is getting a little bit better. Obviously still a ton of ways to go, but you're seeing that potential. And he's got an environment where that is developing versus Aluna, who is not getting better, but is proving at this stage that he's got something, but he can't just be a luxury player in in a team at his age.
0: Yeah, I, I, there's a lot to go there. I'll, I'll go back to Cade Cal. Uh, with regard to Cade Cal, what I like about his game too, to your point, he's going left, he's going right, and he's making himself a little bit more unpredictable. When you're talking about decisiveness and playing with purpose, when I see Cade Cal playing right now, and and I, maybe we got to give credit to Lucci here. He's been fantastic with young players throughout his career, so no big surprise that we're seeing a little bit of a jump. Uh, Nico Chakiris is another one that plays for San Jose and and San Jose uh, and for Lucci, excuse me, and. Um, He's making his decision to go forward quicker. You know how sometimes you you get the you get the ball and then he I just think he was doing that before. He get it be like, "Oh, now I'll go." As opposed yeah. to like you're actually taking that first touch into the area that you want to go A- and that purposeful play sets the tone for everybody else. When Cade gets it, he's looking to go forward. And and when we talk about some of the world's best players that we've played against and we share those types of stories, that's all they're looking for. It's almost insulting for them to play backwards, right? So they're always looking to play forward. They're always trying to run forward. They're always trying to support the ball by being in a forward position. And I think we're seeing more of Cade Cal in in, in that way, which is obviously very exciting for for full team, national team uh, fans. But um, yeah, I've been excited with him. I think that we've created, and this is a bigger conversation, but because of, the amount of players that we have playing and the amount of training that they're doing, I don't know if we always give them room to be themselves right they're they're being coached ninety five percent of the time and the only time they can be themselves is in a game and in, in a game, the pressure's different. you have parents mm-hmm. watching or or you're at an academy and there's just like a lot you just you could just, just play safe. Diego Luna doesn't play safe that guy's a risk taker he's got that sauce so how do we nurture somebody that has that and 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 really build around him yeah and, and I don't think we I don't think we're comfortable doing that. And I think that's a shame because I think we miss out on a lot of talented players that could really help us take steps uh, at, at the youth level. And then obviously as that starts, that starts mindset, starts to trickle in to, to wherever they're playing moving forward. What's a shame, and we, we start to extrapolate this out to what MLS is doing, we don't recruit playmaking players here that are American. We go get them from South America or somewhere else. We have one here with Diego Luna, and he seems like he's being stifled at the club level to really blossom, but we see him at the U-20s that he can do something. Is there a team out there that's willing to ride or die with his style and his ability? Now, he's got to start playing a little bit more both ways, but again, I played with Preki. Preki, I didn't want him to spend any, and I've talked about the sport, any energy defending, right? We mm-hmm. want him to, to spend any all of his energy going forward. What do we do? He's an MLS MVP, MVP twice. I feel like we're getting away from that a little bit, and, and Diego yeah. Luna has shown that that he can be some connective tissue to to your favorite phrase, and a little bit of the glue to 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 bring in. So yes, yeah, sometimes he does too much, but that's you don't want to handcuff him there. Like that's what makes the game and him special is that he's trying stuff. Now you just got to get everybody on the same page to say, hey, Diego might be trying something here. Anyway, I think the team has been fantastic on both sides of the ball. Yeah. Got Gaga Salenina making the saves that he has to make, and now we're gonna have a tough game in in the quarters. But we're the first or the only nation in the last uh, three or four World Cups to get to the quarterfinals. In four consecutive years, so or uh, tournaments, so very exciting. I think that uh, Uruguay's up one zero on Gambia right now, and that's who we're going to play next.
2: Yeah, both teams had a red card, obviously. Uh, Uruguay up a man from the 17th minute on, then giving up one right before halftime, uh, or a a man before halftime, scoring that goal up one nil. Looks like that could end up if it ends up one nil, the U.S. will play Uruguay a little bit weird because the U.S. is getting quite a big rest. Um, for this next yeah, game compared agreed, to agreed, agreed. Uh, Uruguay who are only gonna get uh two days rest before the game. We actually ta- haven't given up US haven't given up a goal yet. We have some a sound bite from Gagasonina. Um so let's, let's take a listen to this and react.
0: Find defending attractive which a lot of teams, you know, can be the uh, less attractive side of the game. But I think that we
2: we really like to defend. We like to keep clean sheets and then yeah hopefully we can we can keep that um unity going and um continue to hopefully get the 5th and the 6th and then the 7th. Yeah, I mean, I really like that. I haven't had much to do. I'll take a game like that any <laughs> if day if we can keep a clean sheet. Um, it just shows that, you know, the 10 guys in front of me are really putting in a shift to make sure that the
0: that they're defending to the best of their ability and, you know, limiting the chances that the opposition gets.
2: Well, you have there, Jimmy. I mean, obviously, it is. It has been so far in this tournament where he's got to make one or two saves a game to keep them in the matches, and that's what it's going to be like if he ever gets his shot at a at – a, maybe not current Chelsea, but a historic Chelsea, right? A club that's mm-hmm. made to be dominant and the goalkeeper has to be able to stand on their head a couple teams to keep them um, when they're in a vulnerable spot. Uh, but again, there's the question is have they really been tested yet, right? Did Was the group as hard as we thought? Ecuador? No. We saw uh, Slovakia get absolutely battered in the round of 16, and it's just um, – I, I'm just wondering where where that uh, or, or maybe it was the the yeah round of 16 and and so I just wonder where where we're gonna find an opponent that's really going to challenge us could be in this round if it ends up being Gambia or, or Uruguay.
0: Yeah, I mean it's exciting. This group has proven that, uh, as I mentioned, can be do well on both sides of the ball, and you would hear from Gaga there about how stout defensively, and it's not just without the ball. I mean we have a lot of possession. We're dominating in, in a lot of the key metrics that. We should be proud of, you know, controlling the game. I I think something that I focus on as a coach and as a player is like dictating the flow, when to speed it up, when to slow it down. And I think that we're seeing a good portion of that, which I think speaks to the maturity of our players, which then speaks to, it's a sign that our infrastructure, right, underneath the national team, underneath MLS, USL, whatever it is, it's just, it's getting better. Right, And they're starting Mm -hmm. to become more savvy to the nuances and subtleties of the game. They're learning how to manage the game, which you and I both know is an art form. There are plenty of top teams around the world at all levels that don't know how to manage a game. And I feel like we've done a nice job of that. However, we haven't been tested yet. Uruguay will be a nice test for us. And if we can get uh, into a semifinal, that would be the farthest we've gotten at this level, at the U20 level uh, since 1989. So it would be a really, really big deal. Uh, It's fun to see England go out. Sucks to be you guys. Uh, it's fun to see France not even get out of their mm-hmm. group after they slapped us around in a friendly uh, two months ago, 4-0. So, so you, you got to show up and play. Just because you you know, you know, have the French national team or English national team crest on your shirt doesn't mean people are going right. to lay down for you. So I, 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 I'm excited. I, I'm curious to see. This is the big thing, right? As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, you don't know what kind of team you have until you suffer. We, if we go down a goal, then we're going to find out what these guys are all about. As of right yeah. now, everything's been gravy. But until we start to suffer a little bit, then we're going to find out who we can probably count on and be excited about moving forward in this player pool.
2: Yeah. I think I, I, I do like the confidence of this team, though. The willingness to take chances, the combination of passes, the vision, the ideas, the diversity of playing styles within this group, too, that allows yeah. us to deploy yeah. a few different ways, which is, totally. su- is surprising to me. All right, Jimmy, moving on. Obviously, I'm going I'm to run through a few different topics. Jump in where you want. Okay. Obviously, yeah. CCL final first leg ends Club León. Uh, had a goal brought back at certain point, could have been three zero, could have been worse away from home uh, for LAFC. Bawanga gives them the lifeline at the end. Wow. Thank you Bawanga. Yeah. Or bag or something while he's celebrating, taunting the fans a little bit. Um, la galaxy finally get their win after the sacking of chris klein um you know i guess uh, new new president bounce uh is is, is what we we'll, we'll call that <laughs> that's maybe. not real um, dude i'm not yeah that's that, not real you know you're not doing that okay enter miami no, lose no. to new york red bull uh, neville had a little bit of a meltdown uh forgetting the question asking the question i don't know if you've seen that video if you haven't go find it on on the on the on the youtubes or the, the social spaces and then uh and then Atlanta uh, Rebs um, with a 3-3. Just a lot of goals happening in that one um, with Hills uh, salvaging a point in injury time. And then also, we've got a video of this, of, of Ethan Horvath talking about uh, promotion. And within all of this, uh, Zach Steffen, which we have more information on, is going to be out three to four months, according to oh, wow. uh, Stephen Goff, on uh, after ongoing a knee surgery to clean out meniscus damage. But here's the video we have of uh, Ethan Horvath.
1: Fans uh, don't know what to say, but thank you, thank you for all your support through this whole, whole year. Um, the, the the semifinal game and today, you were absolutely amazing. We're going to the prep.
2: <laughs> amazing. I mean, I, I didn't know if he had, a, I didn't know if he had another gear, Jimmy, when he talks. But you could see there at the end, he was excited. He did. He finally uh, had and showed it. Yeah. it. Showed it. Showed uh, it in in the end. So obviously, incredible for him. I uh, can't wait to see what his role is within the national team this summer. Um, whether mm-hmm, he's going to get mm-hmm. the whole gold cup or maybe taking a break, or if he's dealing with some injury issues before a really big yeah. season um, next year, it's a lot to take into consideration for him. So hopefully we can get to him. And then finally, as, as we've seen everywhere uh, leads are relegated and the athletic reports that Aronson has a relegation clause and that Adams is also expected to leave. I think it's a great thing. You know, we don't like to leave things worse than we found it, but it, when it comes to our national team players, let's get out while we can and get to a <laughs> place well,
0: um i think tyler and, in particular uh, when, when you think about it i want to get your quick thoughts on aronson and not to say that people wouldn't want him but there's a part of me that wanted him to go to the championship and, and fight it out a little bit however if you get locked in and you can't get out now and you then you're stuck in the championship for a while that could be difficult so it might be a time to make a jump but there was a part of me that thought that he would be better from that experience in the championship just like we've seen with with some of our other guys with trusty and sergeant and all those other guys yeah well guess yeah. what jimmy Anyway, we're getting up? towards the end There's of the a, show, but goes over. next week
2: we're gonna we're gonna move toward I mean we're gonna we're gonna try to get ourselves a little Fabrizio Romano oh, to get his availability what? to come on and talk to the next level national team player pool, where they might be going this summer, where the moves wow, are for the awesome. who needs to move, where they might go, what's true, what's not. Hopefully we'll get him in. Uh, hopefully yeah, he, he on, can talk. On, on and then. What am I doing? Yeah, yeah exactly. We're, we're just, we, we don't know anything other than emotions, Jimmy, and this guy knows the facts. so hopefully <laughs> we'll get him onto the show, but let's move on to final thoughts. Any final thoughts for you, uh, before we close this thing out?
0: Yeah. I want to give a shout out to LAFC for hanging in there, uh, in leg one in Mexico city against Leon. I They, they got pumped, um, defensively. That was the most vulnerable I'd seen them throughout. It's always mm-hmm. difficult to go down there and play as we've seen. But they gave themselves a chance in a lifeline for leg two on June 4th. So I'm very excited to see uh, June 3rd or 4th, how whatever. This is the weekend mm-hmm. they're playing. So I'm excited Sunday. to see how yeah. they perform. And uh, it should be great. That should be a great game. And I'm glad that it's close and not a blowout because yep. now they don't have as much work to do. But I think that there were some vulnerabilities there that uh, Leon really took advantage of. And, and it could have been a lot worse. But they're in it. And then I want to give yep. a shout out to Sporting Kansas City. They've won their last two games. They're starting to dig themselves out of that hole. It looks like Peter Vermes is safe for now. I'm happy uh, that that's happening. It's great for the fans, incredible fan base. and So very cool and excited for what's happening in Kansas City right now. As we know, things can change quite quickly, so we'll see how it goes. But I'm uh, riding the wave, and I'm excited. Playing Hashtag United tonight. Uh, Come watch me play on my YouTube channel yeah. Yeah, you want to come hang out. I like
2: that. Well, uh, my final thought is just, again, on LAFC. What I like in the narrative that I've been hearing since they lost 2-1 is that that's a great result, and that doesn't worry me. Uh, that, that makes me excited that we've got a team with a quality like LAFC have to lose the first leg and know they're going to get the goals. They did it against Leon before uh, and mm-hmm. in, in the past. Um, but but a team that you know can lose 2-1 is like kind of – I never believed that about an MLS team before other than maybe the Sounders mm-hmm. that could that could give up a result away and know that they're going to score enough goals to get a win at home. To me, is a, it's, a, it's a big deal in terms of the quality and belief uh, that we have within our team. But that is it, Jimmy. We will see everybody – again yes monday show thank you so much for listening to in soccer we trust take a minute to leave us a rating and a review on your we favorite love you guys. podcast platform just say nice things about jimmy and i as well as chuck davies of course we're on apple podcast <laughs> spotify to. stitcher anywhere you listen to your podcasts we're also available as video so subscribe to us on youtube and hit that notification bell so that you know every time we are going live so on behalf of myself Jimmy Conradinho. Conrad, I'm going to keep that short today. Producer Des, Producer Alex, and Charlie Chuckwagon Davies. We will see you guys next week. Peace.